0: Even in the depths of summer, when it's hot all the time, I love to go to my garage and grab an IPA. I know that it's, you know, it's a fall and spring and winter. That's typically when you would, in summer, you're going to drink something fruitier, or lighter. No, nah, I'm still going for the hops. I'm still going IPA. And so I go to my garage and I've got a beer fridge in the garage. Now it's an old beer fridge. And I just got to thinking the other day, I'm like, I wonder how much energy... That is zapping. I wonder how much that is costing me just to have that thing in the fridge. Hey, Let's Build It on Radio.com with Corey Heppala and from Lindis Construction, Andy Lindis. That thing, of course, is, is my IPA. I'm very protective of my IPA and my beer, but I do have a garage and I do have a fridge in that garage. Andy, I'm guessing, knowing your love for beer, I'm guessing you're the same way.
1: Uh, yes, I may or may not have two beverage... Coolers <laughs> around my property, but yeah, I, uh, I I am the same way. And
0: wait, what's in it? What is in? Tell tell me what is in those those fridges.
1: Um. Well, uh, in one fridge, it is completely full of, believe it or not, protein shakes mm. uh, on one shelf, uh, and some fruit for for when uh, when I'm actually working out. But then the the next three shelves. Are dedicated to white claw. I have a blueberry lake of the woods ale in there, some some regular beer, there's some wine in there, I believe a half a growler yet. So yeah, no, that that, that fridge has got a lot, and the other fridge has got a wide variety of sodas and 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 kids yeah. kids drinks. I'll be right over for the beer one, but okay, does do
0: those do those zap energy, do those cost you a lot of money just to have them up and running?
1: Yeah, you know, uh, how was it five, six years ago? I an electrician buddy of mine. We were we we're looking at some things around my house, and we plugged this, this really old refrigerator I have in my basement. Um, this my dad. He actually built the wall, in, in my basement when we remodeled it to fit this fridge, so it could actually sink into the wall. Mm-hmm. And it and it really is only it's a, it's a small fridge. It's like five feet tall, but it's got to be circa 1975. Um, it was it was like thirty one dollars a month to run it uh, just just thirty one to forty I can't remember exactly thirty one or forty one dollars a month to run it which is a lot like uh, like you buy a fridge with all the bells and whistles like even the one that's going to send you a text and let you know when you're out of milk that's going to cost you maybe ninety dollars a year to run hmm. so this one in two months was was costing me as much to run as my other ones cost on a yearly basis so. It was a pretty easy decision to to figure out. I can spend six hundred dollars on a brand new fridge, and they're going to cost. And that fridge is going to cost me forty dollars a year to run because it's a smaller version too. And and uh, I'm going to come out money ahead. And voila, my beer is even colder because it's an energy efficient fridge that yeah. runs right all the time.
0: You're going to make up for it very soon. But I'm sure that's. It's not just fridges, right? It's not just fridges no. in your garage or outside, but I'm sure there are, there are home improvements around your, your house that you can make that, that can help with your home's energy efficiency.
1: Yeah, there's, there's energy drains all over the place, but, but for me, the, the number one return on investment, uh, just look at your appliances. For, for uh, Your energy is going to be used by heating, AC, refrigerator, lights. Those are going to be your top four energy uses of your house, so look at ways to improve those, but the really way to, to make your house more energy efficient is to change how it works and and figure out how it breathes, how things are working, and, and and attack it that way. Especially if you got a home that was built prior to 2000, attic air sealing is is something that you should be talking about. This is something that out of all the home improvements that I do, people get a, a, a faster return on this investment than than almost anything. So, what does that look like? Attic air sealing. What what do you have to do for that? Well, this and this is what. Angers me about most insulators is they don't address this. You and I have talked before. Just adding insulation in your attic is typically, especially if you live in the land of the north, it's going to make things worse. It's it's going to lead to more frost up, and you're not addressing the air that's moving in your house. For me, I want to start in the basement and and, and take a look at the rim and where all the mechanicals are coming in and out. I'm also going to take a note of what type of water heater you have. Is it a is it a power vent or is it a just a naturally vented water heater? That that can come into consideration in how we fix your home. In mm-hmm. fact, if we make it too tight. We might have to change it to a power vent, or we will have to change it to a power vent. Well,
0: as you're describing that too, I you know I was thinking about windows, right? Like sealing up windows. I'm sure there's a lot of you know air
1: that gets in and out of there. If you seal those up, that would that could save you. Yeah, it very well could. But people replace windows all the time that that don't need to be replacing. What they're they go to a window and and they're feeling this air coming out or there's but i i can also usually feel that same air coming out of their outlet what's happening is as the pressure changes outside you're starting to actually what happens like is is stack effect it's going to start to pull that air down your walls and it's a reverse stack effect that's actually happening. it'll start to come out your trim it will start to come out your 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 outlets and Trust me, when, you, when you've been in many attics as I have and you see what rodents can do, that that's a scary thing. All that air going through, all that rodent dropping coming into your house, and mm. that's what you're breathing. Uh, forget about how much it saves you in energy costs, and but just, just to having good quality air can make a difference. And Getting in the attic and actually sealing up that top plate to make sure that air can no longer move is first thing I try to do on any type of energy efficiency project.
0: I, I'm not trying to say this to sound cliche or that because my wife and I are always just going back and forth. We don't even talk about it, but she'll go to the thermostat and like, okay, it's going to be in this range. And then, you know, a day later, I notice I'm like, something's off. I I go and kind of, you know, push it to a different schedule. And then she comes back and, and seriously, like I used to joke about this because you'd see it all the time on TV or whatnot. And you'd be like, Oh, okay, that's overdone. But then it happens and it's you and it's your life but but what about thermostat? Your thermostat, you know, you set it for a certain air, a certain range. Does that make a difference in terms of saving
1: money? Oh, for sure. And the way smart homes are nowadays, uh uh cutting your, your heating costs by 10 to 20% with a smart thermostat that's going to kick it on at the right time and start to learn your patterns is when you're when you're using energy or that you can actually take the time and set it to, to go a little bit colder when you're away from the house, a little bit warmer when you're there or vice versa in, when it's cooling season. That can, you know, that's, that's, just think of it this way. When done right, I've seen studies where your furnace and AC unit has to work 10 times less than it did before yeah
0: and then it's and then that is healthier for a longer time too but I um, you know I've I've thought about it like because I get those I don't know if you get them but the emails that say hey last year in this month you were using this much and now you're at this much and and I don't know why but it always seems like we're we're always up so I don't know what we could be doing wrong that is constantly pushing that does I mean weather probably plays a factor in that too well,
1: weather, uh, hours of use now, and, and it just seems like you know, five years ago, there was maybe two cell phones, two devices in the house, maybe 10 years ago. Now, everybody's got four devices, a watch to charge, an iPad to charge, their own laptop to charge, they got their own TV, video game set, you, you name it. Yeah. I mean, I just think of the amount of money we spend charging our devices on a yearly basis now compared to what we did five years ago, no Corey. Kidding. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a, it's our energy use is going to go up and up. So I, I think we're going to be talking about this more and more just to be good stewards of the world. It's to try to reduce our energy use best hey. we can.
0: Yeah. We talked about refrigerators, um, and thermostats. I would imagine there's more appliances though, that are around, like, it seems like that's been kind of the trend over the last five to 10 years where it's like, okay, how can we make these
1: more efficient? And it's not just fridges or thermostats no uh you're just washing machines dryer machines um things like that that the everything is getting an energy star rating or an efficiency rating and i always tell people buy the most energy efficient appliance that that you possibly can and it doesn't take long or it's not very hard to research what ones are good and what ones are bad and and yes you can still buy a cheap not very energy efficient appliance but you almost have to try to find it to be honest with you, um, it, most of the ones made nowadays, if you're purchasing it now and it's new, it's gonna be it's gonna be markedly better than that 1992 fridge you got in your garage. Yeah,
0: I, re- I I like that being energy efficient is cool because it wasn't always cool, right? It was like ten years ago you didn't really pay attention or whatnot, but now it it's like cool to try to well saving money is always cool to me.
1: Yes. I'm. I, I. I'm. Again, I'm. I'm a nerd that way. I want to know, and the more information I can have to make those decisions, like, like all this stuff can be hooked up to your smart home, and you know what's what's drawing energy and what's not drawing energy, and it's a. Uh, it's fun for me to figure that out and try to beat last month. Hey, here's what's trending. All right, so we've talked a lot about the issues
0: or the the problems or things that you could potentially do to help out, but Andy, what about? maybe the most overlooked energy-saving projects that people should do, but they don't do.
1: Do you have any of those? Well, it could be as, as, let's talk summertime here, cooling costs. You know, believe it or not, solar heat gain from a lot of windows is is an issue. It could be as simple as lowering your shades can make your AC have to work 20% less, 30% less. Now, when you factor in that most air conditioning units are going to cost about five to seven hundred and fifty dollars a year to run, so you're talking about a thirty percent savings just on that one little thing alone. just a couple hundred bucks a year. And it doesn't. It's not a, a a large amount of money in the grand scheme of things of of running a home, but two hundred dollars is two hundred dollars in my book. Yeah. What about humidity?
0: And my wife, we have these little. I don't know. They look like digital clocks, and they have a clock on them, but it always it kind of like. Um, it kind of like gauges the humidity in each room. And then we've, mm-hmm. we've got another, I don't even know what you call it, but it's on the thing downstairs. And maybe that's a good description for you. The the thing is on the thing downstairs,
1: but it tracks the humidity. <laughs> um, does, does that matter? What is it? What am I talking about? Your, your air exchanger unit in the basement uh, more than likely has a, a humidistat on it that you can adjust and it'll bring in air depending on where that humidistat is actually set at so that that's an important thing and your wife's a smart lady she's got those humidistats around the house, not everybody does I mean those are $15 online or at most stores. And it can tell you a lot of information what's going on in your home Um, dehumidification units are, put it this way, 90% of the time, you should be running a dehumidifier in your house over a humidifier. It's usually about lowering your house's humidity. I know in the wintertime and in a lot of climates, it gets pretty dry. But if it gets to say zero degrees, believe it or not, a lot of homes function best in that 20 to 30% humidity range. And, and when it gets out to much higher than that, that's when condensation points on some of the building materials starts getting reached. And what I mean by that is, that's when frost can happen, mm-hmm. uh, either on your glass, on your wood, in your attic, and that eventually can lead to mold and rot. So it's a definite worry, and it's a smart thing to do for 15 bucks, have a humidistat in your house and just take a little bit of time to research on what your humidity should be and adjust your appliances, your... April air system that no one ever seems to know how to run properly, adjust them the right way, and you're usually going to be much better off. Right now, my big
0: teaching moment as a father, and let me tell you, I'm failing right now, but I'm gonna to try to win this one, is teaching our kids to, to keep the lights off. Like, turn <laughs> your lights off, because here, I'll tell you that it was a transformative story for me when I was a kid. My parents were always, they were always cognizant, they were always telling me, turn off the lights. Whenever you leave a room, turn off a light. And they would tell me that, um, not not so much from an energy standpoint, I'm sure that's what they were thinking, but they were like, to scare me, they would say, because if you leave a light on, it can start a house fire. Now, I remember one time over Christmas break, and I must have been like 10, 11, 12, nah, probably 10, and I was going to the movie theater. My mom was bringing me in, and I left my ba- my bedroom light on, and I remember... Thinking about that, at the time, right when the movie started, thinking, oh, I left my bedroom light on, and I was so worried that I would start our house on fire. Not thinking that, you know what, your lights are on when you're in the room for two hours, but I was just so concerned about, you know, starting a house fire. So maybe that's what I got to do to my kids, because they're not turning the lights off at all.
1: (laughs) I like your parents. They got a little trickery there to make you do the deal. Uh, House fire, the the chance, probably pretty small, but made you think about it. Uh, timer switches, Corey. Hmm. Think about that. They turn them on, they forget. 20 minutes later, they turn them off. That's why I started installing those everywhere in my house. And I have a lot of switches. I run from my phone. But, uh, yeah, good luck training your kids. I, I'm not a guy to go for advice on that because my kids are 22, 18, and 16 and haven't learned yet. So good luck is all I can tell you. Can that save money if you have the timers, I suppose? Yeah, just think about it this way. The fourth largest uh energy eater in your home typically is lighting. Hmm. So it goes heating, AC, refrigerator, lighting. And so yes. <laughs> yeah, very very much so. Or it doesn't hurt as much nowadays. You put a couple of LED bulbs on and they cost pennies to run. Like you could leave those on for twenty four hours for what uh another bulb would take up in energy over ten hours. Um so there's, there's, there's ways around it where leaving the lights on maybe doesn't hurt as much, but still, I mean, how hard is it to turn the light off?
0: Yeah, we've come a long way since the clapper. You remember the clapper?
1: <laughs> I do. I had a clapper. It was the best thing ever.
0: You did not have a clapper. I didn't oh, know anybody uh, who had a clapper who was uh, under 90. Uh,
1: uh, no, uh, the clapper was all connected to the TV, and I didn't have a fancy TV at the sleep timer. I had the TV and the lamp all at once. So if I, if I wanted to turn all, all, everything off in the room, I could hit the clapper and, and make her go away. Hey, here's a pointer. I, I know we, we recently did a, a podcast on power tools. One thing that we didn't touch on is, is something that nearly cost me my wrist the other day because of, again, I told you, I'm not a very patient person. And if I ever get in trouble, it's because I don't take the time to do what's right. And what's right, I was trying to drill a hole in, in a wall with an older hole saw on my drill. And the problem with these, sometimes they catch, and it can twist the drill all the way around. And if you got a hold of it good with your wrist, it can sprain your wrist, break your wrist. There's, there's injuries that happen from this, I don't want to say on a regular basis, but enough where it's a worry, and most of these drills come with this stupid, screw in part a t-handle so you can hold on to the drill with both hands and make sure that doesn't happen so i didn't put that t-handle in this whole thing gripped but lucky my good friends milwaukee heard the story too they sent me a new hole saw that is almost guaranteed never to grab like that so i don't know if that's giving me an excuse not to grab the t-handle again but better safe than sorry from here on out for me Corey, put the t-handle on your drill when you're when you're drilling heavy things
0: does it just do you, you don't want to act weak, or what?
1: Uh, it's usually that I don't remember where I put it. So the taking the five minutes to find out what drawer it was in, or what bin I put it in, or what toolbox it was set in, it just seems like a, a lot for one hole I want to drill. And I just, just I, you, I made a dumb decision. How, yeah.
0: how, how's that for an answer? Hey, you, you just got to practice that patience, man. I don't have much of it either, <laughs> but maybe that's a goal for both of us.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Thanks, Every day. Andy. Good to it's good stuff.